day 335. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Uh, this is an amazing prayer because uh, mm. it's, you know, we talk about the Psalms being an actual song book, uh, song book of Jesus. But here in this Psalm, uh, it starts off with probably one of the most familiar phrases that Jesus said in the last week on the cross. So, it, mm-hmm. so we see this is a book, this is a Psalm um, that talks generically about us and how we can deal mm-hmm. and work through sorrow and what comes out on the backside. But it's a Psalm that talks specifically about how Jesus um, dealt with it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the Psalms can be generic, right? Because they apply to so many people. And so I think God and his uh, manifold wisdom have has left many of these Psalms uh, just unspecific, right? So he's like, yo, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me, mm-hmm. right? Why are you so far from my deliverance, from my words of groaning, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer by night, yet I have no rest. We've said a ton of times on the podcast, bro, that, you know, um, when affliction is present, it could feel like God is absent. Right. right. Yeah. And we all know what this feels like. And the psalmist is not just saying like, yo, it's not just that you feel absent. He says like, man, I've been crying out since I don't know how long. Right. right. Like, it feels like you have your phone on do not disturb. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. And I'm not getting an answer from you and the worst part about it as he goes on he's going to be like yo like nah like i read judges right like i remember the people of god crying out to you and you came to save them every single time right but it feels like you got you acting different right right right, it feels like you've acting different with me and you know the worst thing about suffering bro is that it seems like to us and from our vantage point that our knowledge of god contradicts our experience of God. Right, 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 right. So he's right. like, no, 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 I know the text. I know right. what, what happened. But it's like, that's not lining up with my experience right, right. now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, what I mean, and we, we've we said this all the time, bro. It is not a lack of faith, but it is the mm. presence of trust that would cause you to be this honest and this frank with God, right? Amen. A lack of faith shows itself up not in angry prayers to God, uh, but in absent prayers, right? Mm-hmm. That's where lack of faith shows up. So mm-hmm. it's like, it is the presence of faith to Praise show God. up yeah. and to be this honest. So if you're out there and you feel this and you just feel like, man, I don't want to say this to God because I don't want to get on his nerves. God already knows, feel the freedom mm-hmm. to say it. Uh, yeah. And two, yeah, just verse five, I think like you brought up, man. Other people's faith can't, ultimately save you uh but it can intermittently keep you afloat right mm-hmm. it can remind you that you're not crazy for <laughs> expecting something different from god than you're experiencing right now right and that's what he said mm-hmm. yo i look back i see that so i know i'm not bugging because i expect you to be good to me um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so sometimes it's the faith of people that kind of help to helps to keep our weak faith angry right. as it may be yeah floating yep absolutely and you know he's like man god we've been down since birth mm. right he's like it ain't been a day i haven't known you right in other words this would be like 
you know, somebody being raised in the faith legitimately, right? right? Yep. And he's like, yo, God, I haven't, I have, what have I done, right? right? And this is this innocent sufferer. And in the middle part of this text, he's going to go on and on and on about the pains and the problems he's experiencing. Right. And one of the things we learn, because this is a lament psalm, we've talked about it before. One of the things we learn about a lament is that, um, you know, laments are concerned first with an acute articulation of the problem before they rush to a solution. Right, <clears throat> right, right. Right. So he's going to go on and so on. So God describe. ain't, yeah, yeah. God's, yeah. God's not in the back saying, yo, wrap it up, man. I got things to do. <laughs> what do you need? Right. Yo, you know? like, <laughs> just get it out already. He's not, he's right. not doing that. Right. right. Absolutely. And he's like, yo, man, they on my head, you know, humiliated, mocked, despised, all of these things. But in verse 19, you get a shift. Right. Right. He's like, yo, but but you, Lord, don't be far away, right? right. Rescue my life from the sword. Save right. me from the lion's mouth. He's going to use these petitions. Right. And we go see, like, yo, at the end, he's going to say, you answer me. Right. Verse 21. Yeah. Right? You answer me. So the psalm is going to go from problem to petition, and then it's going to shift to praise. Praise. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And just like we see in all the psalms, or all the lament psalms, at least, yeah. it goes from problem to praise, from yeah. suffering to glory, yeah. from humiliation to exaltation. Yeah. What I love too, man, is verse 25, right? I will give praise, right? Not just, God, I'm going to praise you, but I'm going to give praise in the great assembly because mm -hmm. of you, right? I will fulfill my vows before those who fear you. And so he talks about giving his praise to God for the deliverance, not yeah. just by himself tucked away in his prayer closet, but in the room with a group of people so that people can hear about the goodness of what God has done, right? So many times when we're suffering, um, we can be vocal with God's uh, failure to meet us how we mm. need, but then when God does come through, we're silent with our praise, and he's saying, nah, nah, mm. nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna be just as vocal with my praise as I was with the presenting of my problems because I know that there's going to be somebody else out there who's feeling now like I felt and I want them to know they aren't crazy for expecting God to do something different and more than that I want them to know that in their expecting God's yeah. going to come through right God's going to change things up and I do think that's why Jesus cried this out yeah on the cross right he cries out the first line yeah, yeah, I was going to say To draw yeah. our mind, not just to the first line, but to the whole song, particularly yeah. the solution. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, so like, obviously, like we said at the beginning, the fulfillment of this psalm comes in the person of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, this psalm was not just a problem-filled prayer that turned into a praise, but it also became a prophecy that turned into its right, fulfillment. Right, right, right. So this became a reality for the Son of God, who wasn't just innocent, this innocent sufferer, but he was perfect from the room, from the womb to the tomb. Right, right, right. right. Folks, <clears throat> folks had literally pierced his hands and his feet, like verse 16 says. They cast lots for his clothing clothing when he was on the cross. He ain't even dead yet. They're doing stuff with his clothes, right, right? Right. And more than anything, like he didn't just come close to death, like the psalmist is kind of saying here. He experienced it. Right. right? Mm. And what's interesting, like you said, bro, like it's been debated for centuries. Like, yo, did he have the whole psalm in mind when he said this? Yeah. Or did he just have the first part in mind? I think it's probably uh, what you said, that he had the entire thing in mind. Right. Obviously, the first part and the end part, right? Because right. he knew that God was going to raise him from the dead. Right. However, 
nonetheless, man, this this text does depict a crucified Christ and a suffering Christ. And the rest of scripture is clear that to follow him means to undergo and take up a cross ourselves. Right. Right. But yeah. unlike Jesus, who was abandoned, right. or we can say because he was abandoned right. and left to die, we'll never be abandoned mm-hmm. by God. Amen. And we'll have his presence forever. Amen. Yeah. Father, thank you that you give us uh, such powerful words um, to express the things that leave us speechless, Lord. I pray that we would take you at your word, we would cry out to you in our distress, and that we would see your deliverance. And as we see that, Father, I pray that you would help us not to quarantine our happiness, help us to share it freely to those who may need uh, your help in the same way don't want to feel like they're crazy for expecting something different. That's in Jesus' name we pray.